Hello, patrons, and for this episode, non-patrons, if you are not a patron, please visit brodofantasy.com or patreon.com slash brodofantasy to support us, and for as little as $3 a month, you get the next episode, you get tons of free giveaways, and you give a whole bunch of extra stuff that you can see on, you on give, Patreon. You get, you get. <laughs> you get, you give, you give, you get, you get, you give. Our Patreon giveaway for this week is a Todd Gurley Funko doll. Funko Pop. Funko Pop doll. Uh, that's right. We'll be giving away Funko Pops. We're giving away a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I'm just going to hold hold Todd Gurley for the rest Michael's of the Michael's got whole, Todd Gurley in his... We've already given away a... It's uh, actually a Funko bobblehead of Todd Gurley. Booski Ben... A, a bobblehead too. Psh. We get, we get, you get both worlds out here. Uh, we've also given away a signed Willis McGahee jersey... Um, there's, there's things for everyone. All right. So, uh, please join the patron Patreon and then you get fun episodes like this as well. For those of you who are already patrons. Hello again. We love you. What's up dudes. We love you very much. Ladies and gents. Ladies and gents. We got ladies in the Patreon too. We are a, a unsexist organization. Absolutely. Or, you know, we got some people who are ladies, men, you know, anyone else, anyone else, aliens, uh, you know, people with, with six toes. Like people we're out who here. Enjoy Timmy's company. I mean, does, <laughs> you don't enjoy my company, man. No way. Uh, <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, glad that's over. So today we are going to be playing fact or fiction. Oh yes. Beyond belief. Fact or fiction. Hosted by Jonathan Franks. <laughs> That's right. Factor Fiction Beyond Guys. Belief. Hosted by Jonathan Franks, but he really hosted by me. Ladies and gents, do me a favor. I beg you. If you have Beyond never watched Factor Fiction, Tim Fact Tim's getting all amped fiction. up with his uh <laughs> with his drops. All right, turn it off, William. Jonathan trying to tell them <laughs> that if they have not seen Factor Fiction in their lifetime. It has to be on YouTube, right? Or we Reddit or somewhere. <laughs> it's a made-up tale. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a made-up tale, what I'm telling you. It's Go close. watch an episode of Fact or Fiction. They, they're on... They're on... They're on everywhere. What they what Fact or Fiction is... It's is, absolutely amazing. They give you a story. A whole story. and they It's, and they, it's like haunted stories, though. Like, there's right. quote-unquote scary stories. Kind of. Sometimes they're not that haunted. They're psychological if they're not, like, right. scary. They Some, mess with you. Something that's not to be believed. And so Jonathan Franks, the host, who's very famous. Jonathan Franks telling you you're wrong for 47 seconds is 1.3 million views. So there you go. Um, but yeah, so he says, like, are there things? You ever walked out of a mall into a huge parking area. You're still, you're still clicking play on this. Listen, things? bro. Listen, <laughs> I'll tell you things like, and then I was playing it. Oh, you, you, you tricked me you there, fucking guy. Listen, listen. My bad. Listen. You ever walked out of a mall into a huge parking area and realized? You'd forgotten where you parked your car. Ever gone mountain biking? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? Have you called a plumber to your home lately? Uh <laughs> anyway, so he asks you these questions, and then he gives you a crazy scenario, like, and then you have to, and you have to guess if it's fact or fiction. And they have to, and they say it's fact or fiction. And it's funny because they make up these wild ass scenarios sometimes, and they're just like, nope, it's fiction. We made it up. So today I'm going to say eleven statements and michael is going to give me fact or fiction and then jonathan 11 franks, huh nice i've not heard these statements you have not and then jonathan franks will tell you if you're right or you're wrong uh peek Spons. behind no not this time we created it not this time no 
Jonathan Franks is going to be cutting me off in the entire show, isn't he? A, a peek <laughs> behind the curtain. Tim and Johnny, our fourth brother, the Brodo OGs, know about him. The third brother, technically, the fourth, Patrop. We what? used to. He's my third brother. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, him, Tim, and their friend used to record tapes <laughs> and like comedy tapes, and one of them was like skit shows. Hey, I'm Jonathan Franks, and every time they added more pencils into his ear because Jonathan Franks always had pencils in his ear, and at the end he had like twenty pencils just in his ear, like hey, I'm Jonathan Franks, and it was amazing. He dropped. We were like twelve years old. When we made that. It was great. You you thought that was hilarious. Oh, I did. One of the factor fiction ones was. <laughs> Jason as a tiny little kid, like the tiniest little kid, or was it, or was it you? It was one of you guys, and then all of a Turn sudden to Johnny, and then all of a sudden he goes, and we cut it, and he's standing on Johnny's shoulders. And he's like, "Whoa, I'm six feet tall." Yeah. Stupid oh, ass stuff. kids we were. Anyway, um, let's get right into this. Are you ready for this, Michael? Yes, I am. All right. The first question, since it's rookie fever right now, we're gonna go with the rookie fever question. First question is. Joe Burrow will be a top 12 quarterback if drafted by the Bengals. This year, we did have a rookie quarterback, the first overall pick, Kyler Murray, be a top 12 quarterback um, against what we may have thought in the beginning. So tell me, do you think Joe Burrow is top 12 quarterback material next year if he gets drafted by the Bengals? You know, Joe Burrow, he's uh, up there in age. like He's six months older than Sam Darnold, so he's like a— He's not a guy who's going to come in and waste time. He's going to get started right away, whether that's a good or bad thing for his development. I I don't think he makes it to the top 12. I think he has good enough weapons as long like if Joe Mixon in the backfield, if AJ Green doesn't hold out like if he gets franchise tagged and actually returns, Tyler Boyd, hopefully they bring in a new tight end because Tyler Eifert and CJ Uzoma aren't going to cut it anymore. But mainly they got to bolster that offensive line. If all goes well for Joe Burrow, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends as like QB 7 or 8 because he does use his legs a little bit, but he's not really a runner, so he's going to have to do a lot of it through the air. Well, he's, he's a not runner. a runner in the sense of like Kyler Murray and Right. Like he's not a he's not a scrambler. He's a runner. Yeah. So he'll, he'll he's really good on design runs, but he's not going to scramble and for 8 seconds and then make a throw right like that. Yeah, I mean he's not going to run like uh, Lamar Jackson does, but Right. Like he's he's gonna have to do a lot through the air, and I just don't really don't really see that happening. So I don't think he's gonna be a top twelve QB. Possible this story is true? Yes, it is. You're right. It's fact. <laughs> yes. Yes. A similar event did take place. <laughs> Michael, you're right. I can't. I can't look. I think that if Michael, what Michael said is true, can he finish in the top twelve? Yes, but the odds are against him. Now, if you're talking about a guy like Tua, if he was completely healed and I could guarantee that he had the same skills that they had in Alabama, then if you're talking about the Bengals with A.J. Green, you're talking about a guy who I'd like better than Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow is a very, very good player. His hand size worries me. One thing that correlates to NFL success is hand size. You're, you're one of those hand size guys? It correlates, bro. And as a person, I'm going to tell you right now, as a person with small fingers myself... Like, I got regular human-sized palms, but my fingers are tiny fingers. I don't know why I was born with tiny fingers. I got decently-sized fingers. No, you've always had big fingers since you were a kid. But I have a good arm, but I played quarterback, and sometimes when I, would, when I wasn't able to set and really grip the ball, that shit would just slip out. 
And I'm not saying that's going to happen with Joe Burrow. Obviously, I wasn't a quarterback at his level. But there's things about the NFL that you just need, and a, a hand, a big hand, is one of them. So I, it worries me a little bit. So not saying that Joe Burrow can't come in and be a quarterback 12, uh, top 12 quarterback, I mean, but there's it, everything has to go right. Everything has to go right. All right, Michael, are you ready for number two? Let's do it. Fact or fiction? Christian McCaffrey will finish as the running back one overall again next season. Before you say this, I want you to know how good Christian McCaffrey was, that even if Christian McCaffrey stopped playing in week 12, he would have still been the top fantasy running back by 22 PPR points. Absolutely absurd. Absurd. He was ridiculous. He he just missed out on passing LaDainian Thompson for the best fantasy season ever um, in PPR standards. Just missed out. Just missed it. So is he the number one? Is he the number one running back again? When was the last time a running back went back to back as a number one running back? It's been a while. That might be difficult to find, just like off the top of my mind, but. Yeah, it's definitely been a while, and we've seen guys like Todd Gurley who, I think, you know, Todd, fell Todd, off after the first yeah, year. But Todd Gurley had wise. a good, had two great seasons back to back, though. But he wasn't a like a first. He wasn't number pick. one. Yeah. No, Shady McCoy might have might have been in that conversation. I don't think he was ever like that high up there. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yes. He's still gonna be the running back one. I think it's the first repeat. Priest Holmes, Priest Holmes, maybe. Sean Alexander, L- LT. LT maybe yeah, but back to back to the focus of Christian McCaffrey. Like you said, if he stopped playing in Week Twelve, he still would have been the running back one by twenty-two points. Like running backs are fragile. Christian McCaffrey has shown that he is not fragile, so he has he has his uh, health going for him too. He's a ginormous human. Like there was a picture of him at the combine and him now. He's just so much more built, and he really transformed his game over the last year because he was a dynamic running back as well powering through people uh where that was really the achilles heel of his game prior and he's one of the best pass catching backs of all time so i don't see how uh christian mccaffrey doesn't i mean he's gonna end top two no matter what in my opinion but if i if i was a betting man i'd bet christian mccaffrey ends as running back one all right um let's see what jonathan frank's has to say about this. Come on, Jonathan. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No. Not. Uh, sorry, Jonathan Franks, for that pause, but no, Michael. If you're a betting man, like you said, when was the last time a running back or any player repeated as the number one player two years in a row? When was the last time we had a Christian McCaffrey? I mean, Antonio Brown was pretty crazy for a few years. LaDainian Tomlinson was pretty crazy for a few years. I mean, you're making a good point, but I can see Alvin Kamara. I can see Saquon Barkley. You could see a lot of people with better teams doing that, and not for nothing. But they both have the injury factors, too, that McCaffrey hasn't dealt with at all. That's true, but at the same time, he's got to deal with quarterback issues. He's got to deal with offensive line issues. He's got to deal with defense issues. Like, if that defense gets better, then Christian McCaffrey's probably going to get to have a worse season, if that makes any sense. Because he's not going to get the ball as much. The only real threats, I mean, Zeke maybe, right? Zeke. But He's not that good of a pass catching back where I don't Michael think he Thomas. takes him. What do you mean Michael Thomas? Talking about running backs here. No, I'm talking, talking about, about number one overall oh, player. No, he's not being outscored by a receiver. That nah, could happen. But 
Yeah, Antonio I mean, Brown then, did it. Kamara and Barkley are really the only threats, in my opinion. Zeke, maybe, but like I said, I don't think he pass catches enough. Nick Chubb, maybe if they decide he's going to be a three down back this year, but uh, I just I think it's going to be CMC at the top again. Well, Jonathan Franks disagrees with you. All right, let's go over to the next question. The NFL will have a 17 game schedule next season. You're making me vote. On if the NFLPA, if the players are going to vote to enact the new CBA. I'm just, what does your gut say? There's nothing scientific about this one. Well, I think this would, uh, I think game 17 is until 2021 either way. So definitely no. All right, fine. The extra playoff team would be enacted right away. Okay, so will the NFL have an extra playoff team next year? I say no. Yeah, why, why, why do you think? It has to be a majority of the players, and from what I see, I know guys like Nate Solder are proponents of it, but I just don't see... I mean, maybe just because like, apparently now you can't get suspended anymore from substance abuse if it's weed. So I think Josh Gordon put up a video smoking a blunt after he heard that, apparently. Really? Yeah. That's what I read on Twitter. What? I was like, what, what an idiot. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, <laughs> but yeah... Uh, Maybe that causes some players to reconsider because all the hits they're taking and shit, maybe they just want to, you know, smoke some weed every now and then and not get uh, not get suspended or lose money for it. I, I don't think the majority of players are going to vote yes because this, from what I've read, it does seem like it's more of an owner-based deal. You're right. You were right. <laughs> Our research found a published report of a similar story. Yes. That, yes. you know... That always cracked me up. Our research found a similar, uh, found a report of a similar story. Like, what did they find? And they just ran with it and were like, yup, this happened. <laughs> we're gonna- like, they probably found a horse caused an accident and turned that into like a haunting ghost horse causing an accident. <laughs> Said a similar story found this to be true. Um, Fact. I just don't see a scenario where this passes because the rich NFL players are against it. Period. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a deal that will benefit the lower half of the league, and the lower half of the league just doesn't have the pull that the higher half of the league does. So I think until until they get it together, it's just it's false. It's false. It's false. All right. Um, there will be a rookie running back in the top twelve next season. Before you go, despite playing just thirteen games. And receiving the 13th most carries in the league, Josh Jacob led the league in broken tackles while carrying the ball last year. So he did it himself. He was in the top 12. Is there another rookie that could do that this year? Yes. Absolutely. Maybe two. It might be Swift. might be uh, Taylor. might be Cam Akers. might be J.K. Dobbins. Maybe Edwards Hilaire if he goes to a good line. This is a deep spot. running back class. It is. I think at least a couple of them, two or three of them, are able to – take over a backfield i th- i think teams are going to want to give him that shot i think they're uh we're going to be seeing guys like jonathan taylor and deandre swift going in the second round or so after if they get if they land in good spots and we talked about this we if talked not about earlier it, i mean we saw zeke sorry for cutting you off but like no. we saw zeke going like eighth overall adp when he was drafted to the cowboys yeah and we and we see like we see that every year a rookie running back coming in being Drafted right up in there with the big boys, no hesitation. Running back is a very easy transition from college to the pros, and 
in terms of like production. And you have some teams that are running back needy, particularly we talked about this last episode, the Houston Texans. And if you have a situation like you have Deshaun Watson, you have uh, the big weapons on the outside, like Will Fuller, if he gets healthy, and the and um, why am I blanking? DeAndre Hopkins. A uh, running back is exactly what you need in that scenario. And if Carlos Hyde could have a, a, some remnants of uh, some kind of success, imagine what a guy like Jonathan Swift can do. And I'm I'm really high on Jonathan Swift this year. So it, it's, I think Michael. What you're saying is a similar story happened to a young man in the Pacific Northwest about 20 years. <laughs> it happened. A similar event took place. You're right again. Pacific Northwest. Someone's going to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to Seattle. All right, let's go to the next one. Aaron Jones will be a top half running back one again. Before you go, little little fun fact about Aaron Jones. Of the top 30 fantasy seasons by running backs over the last 10 years, there were just two who made the list with fewer than 300 touches. Alvin Kamara with 275 in 2018 and Aaron Jones with 285 this season. So with that being said, does Aaron Jones crack the top half of the RB1s again? See, I love me some Aaron Jones, but he's going up against a healthy Kamara because all these guys going into the season are healthy. Barkley, Zeke, uh, McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, you know, other, the rookies that are coming in, Devin Singletary, guys, Leonard, all, Fournette. Leonard Fournette. I love me some Aaron Jones, but even, even if you take away like 10 of his touchdowns, he was still a top 12 running back. Like a lot of people are saying, touchdown regression, bro, pass on Aaron Jones. He was still a top 12 running back if you take away half his touchdowns. Like, he was very dynamic when handling the ball. You just you get the inconsistencies of a guy who shares a backfield because the Packers are just so hesitant to just let him do his thing at all times, But which they should be, but that's neither here nor there because Matt LaFleur is not going to listen to what I have to say. So if I had to guess now, I'd say he ends. He finishes somewhere between running back 8 to 10. Aaron Jones, no. Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey tied for the league league with 19 touchdowns. That doesn't rank in the top five since 2010. So there is kind of room to grow. Interesting. So you're saying he's not going to do it? Yeah. You're right. A similar story happened to a teacher in the Florida area. <laughs> you were correct. It's fact. I agree. I mean, it's it. look, as responsible fantasy analysts, we have to tell you this. Touchdowns are the hardest thing to predict from year to year. You can predict touches because you know the offensive coordinators and you know the players. You can predict uh, efficiency because you know the players and you know the systems. You can predict, basically that's the only two things, catches. You can predict the um, what they can do with those catches. You yeah, can we predict see it every year. Quarterback play. I mean, Mike Williams went from 10 touchdowns to what, two? Right. You cannot predict touchdowns no matter how good the player is no matter how many touches he gets you just can't predict touchdowns with any type of um any type of you know reliability so if you're asking me can Aaron Jones do it again yes because he's playing in a Matt LaFleur system and Matt LaFleur likes to hand the running back to rock particularly in the red zone but it's going to be really hard for him to get in that top half again because of the guys that he's competing with so I think you're right and so does Jonathan Franks all right next one there's actually only 10. I don't know why I counted 11. Next one. Quick maths. Lamar Jackson 
will be a QB1 again. The QB number one. Now, before you go, a couple of, of fun facts about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had more total touchdowns, 40, than the Ravens punted this season, 35. Wow. In case you were wondering, unreal. I want to know if anyone listening knows the name of the Ravens punter, because I sure don't. (laughs) He hardly got on the field. Imagine, oh man, what a life he has. (laughs) He punted the ball 35 times the entire season 35 and got times paid. The entire season. Got paid. Got paid. The, there were eight games where a quarterback threw for five touchdowns in 2019. Lamar Jackson accounted for three of them, while no other quarterback had more than one. And something against Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson threw a touchdown on 9% of his passes in 2009. That's the fourth, high, fourth highest mark of all time. Here's the list of quarterbacks who have posted at least an 8.5 touchdown rate along with their rate the following season. Peyton Manning went from 9.9 to 6.2. Kenny Stabler went from 9.3 to 6.8. Deshaun Watson went from 9.3 to 5.1. Aaron Rodgers, 9.0 to 7.1. Tom Brady, 8.7 to 5.0. Mark Ripken, Ripen. 8.7. Ripian, there you go. 8.7 to 4.6. Patrick Mahomes, of course, 8.6 to 5.4. Nick Foles in half, 8.5 to 4.2. Uh, and Dan Marino, 8.5 to 5.3. So every single person who has thrown for at least 8.5% touchdown rate has regressed dramatically in the next season. So Lamar Jackson ended with... 35 passing touchdowns, correct? Yes. Take away 18 of those touchdowns. That's 72 points off the board. And he still would have been a top two quarterback. But was he number one? And that's minus 18 touchdowns. But was he number one? In this, I'm looking at a, a league where we had player bonuses, so I can't say for sure. But, because I, I don't have the, uh, like the standard stats pulled up. But, if I'm a betting man... Yes, Lamar Jackson ends as quarterback one because he is a running back one just off the, to start. Maybe maybe a high-end RB2. So you're it's a high-end RB2 and then a decent quarterback. Like, how are you supposed to beat that? Like, even if he only throws 20 touchdowns, he's still going to start. My bad. <laughs> he's still going to start with 1,000 rushing yards and probably seven to eight rushing touchdowns. I mean, just... I don't I don't see how anyone passes him. It's not like Patrick Mahomes where we said like this guy is a passer, so if touchdown aggression hits, then it could be a big difference because Patrick Mahomes didn't use his legs legs as much. This is just a completely different animal we're dealing with Lamar with uh Lamar Jackson. They made up. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made up tale. You're making this up, Michael. Tim, you're making me want to like O D just Open up my Chromebook after this and just watch them fact. <laughs> Look, you cannot bank on this happening again. It was a once-in-a-lifetime thing for a reason. Look back to Patrick, Patrick Mahomes next, last year. He was not a runner, though. He wasn't an RB1. That's true. But, you know, with that comes risk of injury. There's just too many things that can go wrong for Lamar Jackson I mean, With great power comes great responsibility. Very true. I just don't think he'll be the quarterback one. Do I think it's going to be a very high-end top quarterback? Yes. 
But I just don't think you can bet on that because things like that don't repeat themselves. You heard the great names that I just went through. Dan Marino, Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Peyton Manning, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers. These guys all regressed greatly in their next season. And But I just told you he could lose 16 passing touchdowns and still be the number one quarterback. That's fine. You don't know, but you know that's assuming that no other quarterback takes the leap up next year. Who's going to? Maybe Deshaun Watson if he gets a running game. No maybe, one's running like Mark maybe Jackson. Pat. Maybe Pat Mahomes. Maybe Joe Burrow comes out and becomes the. I mean, I'm not best saying it's ever. impossible. Joe Burrow. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You laugh at it now. I mean, is it likely? No. But I'm just saying things could happen. Thirty-one you know, if, other guys are coming from the ground. If Sam Darnold. Bam, he enters the draft. Number one. You think he goes, him or Joe Burrow goes first? Darnold goes first. You think? Yeah. I mean, maybe not after the the whole shebang of the national championship and all that. Um, but I think Darnold's a better quarterback. He's younger. Yeah, he's also younger. All right. Now is the moment we've all been waiting for. I've been teasing this one. I'm about to run off some stats about Austin Eckler. All right, oh, Michael, boy, ready? Boy. Austin Record will break his own record. <laughs> He's just called him Austin Record. I should call him that. Austin Record. Austin Eckler will break his own record for the most PPR points through the air by a running back, even without Phillip Rivers next season. Ready for this? Austin Eckler scored 193.3 half PPR points through the air alone, which is the most ever for a running back last season. Christian McCaffrey, on the other hand, scored 182.5 points in the air. That ranks number three of all time. Austin Eckler's 993 receiving yards in 2019 ranks as the fourth most all time, despite his 108 targets ranking 22nd all time. There were six 100-yard receiving games by a running back in 2019. Austin Eckler had three of them. There were eight games where a quarterback threw for five that's not the right one. Uh, on top of 50 seasons by running, I'm sorry, of the top 50 seasons by running backs over the last 10 years, there were just two who made the list with fewer than 270 touches. Alvin Kamara in 2017 with 201 touches and Austin Eckler it last season with 224 touches. In case you were wondering, Austin Eckler is my boo thing. Okay, now that I, now that I told you that, Michael, does Austin Eckler break his own record for receiving prowess? You know, this is all with Phillip Rivers 18th in true throw value as well. So there is room to be had for improvement. But no. Oh, I'm sorry. Michael, why? As much as I love Austin Eckler, because he is going to be, hopefully, the lead guy there. But no Phillip Rivers. That's the big thing. Phillip Rivers created a wide receiver one out of the backfield What every if they year. get Tom Brady? They weren't as good as Austin. <sighs> <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Why Why do you have to put that voodoo Or a rookie me? who's going to check down. You also mentioned Austin Eckler comes out of that slot all the time. Or lined up out wide. It doesn't have to just be the slot. Right. He's a, he's a do-everything do back. Come on, Michael. Come to the dark side. I can't do it. Well, you know what Jonathan Franks to say about that, right? It's a total fabrication. It never <laughs> happened. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. Not this time. It never happened. 
It's a total fabrication. Total fabrication. Amazing. All right, next statement. Matt Stafford will bounce back to QB1 next season. A league-high 19.6% of Matt Stafford's pass attempts went at least 20 yards in the air last season. No other other quarterback had a percentage of 16.5%. When he was playing, he was slanging. So does Matt Stafford come back and start slanging that ball all over the place again? Man, no. (laughs) What? Look, I love me some Matt Stafford, but the Lions are a joke. I mean, they have a good offense, though, with a lot of weapons. But are they going to have a good offense, though? When In the history of the Lions, besides when they had, like, Dan Orlovsky playing for them, Look, their Matt offense Stafford has was, been good with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford their defense was the problem. great this season before getting hurt, but he got hurt. I mean, Carrion Johnson keeps getting hurt. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are, are good. But, I mean... TJ Hawkinson, sure he could take a step up if all goes right. Maybe. Oh, so you're just but, oh, so you're just saying all of his good weapons. But, oh yeah, like, you know he has their a good, line isn't he has, great. He has three really good receivers. Danny Amendola's resigned. He has three really They're good receivers. Getting rid of Darius Slay, like just he has as a, a really, team. Also hit the offense. Suck. So the offense is gonna have more opportunities to slang the ball down the field. Is what you're saying? Slang. Why do you keep saying slang? Because that's what I say. I always say it. <laughs> no, he's not gonna be a top twelve quarterback, man. He'll have top 12 weeks, but he's not going to be top 12 overall. Even in his heyday, he was like a f- top 5 to 7. He's in his heyday. Well, heyday fantasy-wise. Last year, he was on pace to be a, a giant in the fantasy game, and then he got hurt. Do you know what I, John... I can't do it. You know what John then Francis say to you, bro? It's false. It never happened. It's a fake. It's fiction. It's an urban legend that never happened. I don't know how no this way. is happening. We got you. Not a chance. But I feel like Jonathan Franks is just listening to everything you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last two coming up. Michael's favorite guy. AJ Brown will have a sophomore slump <laughs> next season. Hold on before you get this. This could go two ways. You could look at this two ways. AJ Brown averaged 8.8 yards after the catch in 2019, which led the league. According to the NFL's next gen stats. He should have averaged 4.0 yards after the catch based on where he caught the ball and who was around him. That 4.9-yard difference was easily the most in the NFL, and no other receiver had a difference of more than 2.6 yards. So you could say either he's a giant beast truck that will continue to do this, which he is, or he's not going to have that same kind of success next year. He's a giant beast truck who will continue to do this. Um, Elaborate. I mean, do you remember watching A.J. Brown play last year? Yes. As a rookie? Yes. Like, he's not going to decline, first off. Like, the dude is a monster. He's an athlete and a half. He's ridiculously fast and strong. He's big. Like, I don't see how it's even physically possible for him to decline. Well, maybe his yards per catch will go down. What about right? the quarterback play? Like, There's no guarantee Tannehill will be back. And Titans no have guarantee been Tannehill. To wanting to, you know, dip in the Tom Brady pool. They've been rumored to maybe be thinking about drafting a quarterback. I don't know why. Ryan Tannehill was fantastic for them last year. Yeah, I I, I do feel like they'll end up bringing him back. I also just, I don't think that it really is going to matter for A.J. Brown who goes there unless it's like, it's not like they're going to bring Marcus Mariota back, right? It's not like they're going to bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Like, no matter which way they go, the rest of the quarterbacks are at least... Solid, right? So it's not like they're gonna 
have some terrible quarterback at the home throwing to A.J. Brown. It's going to be a decent quarterback at the very least. So I think A.J. Brown just can I, – I don't see any way possible he has a sophomore slump. Uh, Jonathan Franks, how do you feel about this? It happened. This one took place. A similar story occurred in the state of New Jersey about 20 years ago. <laughs> Wayne Corbett? Uh, he didn't even say fact one time. Is it possible this story is true? Yes, it is. You're right. It's fact. Yes. Yes. Bam. Thank you, Jonathan Franks. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown is an absolute monster. All right. Last one, Michael. You ready for this? Hit me with your best shot. Ronald Jones will finish as as an RB2 or better <laughs> if the Bucks stay put at running back. Hold on. Uh, uh. There were 64 running backs who ran at least 100 routes in 2019. The top five in yards per route, route run were Austin Eckler, DeAndre Washington, Dalvin Cook, James White, and Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. What do you think? Ronald Jones. I He finished as RB25 this year. You know I'm not a Ronald Jones guy. But you know you have I to. shouted from the rooftops. You have to answer this question. I as shouted. Yes, you have to answer this question as yes, though. From the rooftops. You have to. Not to draft him. Um, he finished at RB25. Two years ago as a rookie. Okay. Good one. That was a good call. <laughs> but, I mean, if they don't bring anyone else in... I don't really. I guess. I guess he could end as like the twenty-second running back. Say it. Are you agreeing? I'd say he's in the look. Top you got a Bruce Arian system. You got a guy who can clearly catch the ball. You got a guy who's being targeted down the field. The, look, Bruce Arian likes using his running backs out of the backfield. He likes using his running backs. I think that the, his biggest problem was that Peyton Barber was getting carries this year. If he got two-thirds of the work rather than just over half of the work, though? it says that Bruce Arians always has done that. And you can't say he hasn't because Bruce Arians, David Johnson was clearly the better running back than Chris Johnson, and he was outperforming him, and he still But that was carries. when he was a rookie, and then the following year it was all David Johnson. All right, so what if it's the following year it's all Ronald Jones? I, I think that might be a, a scenario that we could see play out. Simmer down, simmer down. I'm not going to simmer down. I'm high on, on Ronald Jones this year. I'm high. Don't be fooled by his rookie profile. You're not high. It's lit lent. And do you you know what Jonathan Franks has to say about it? A similar event did take place. You're right. It was in in Arizona. Our research found a public (laughs) report of a similar story. David Johnson. Yes, it was. (laughs) A similar story happened to a young man in the Pacific Northwest about 20 years ago. Yeah, David Johnson. It happened. A similar event took place. You're right again. You're right. A similar story happened to a teacher in the Florida area. All right, that's it for us. This is the extra I'm, Patreon I'm a little episode. upset that Jonathan Franks is gone. You have to use this drop more often. Uh, hold on. Let's listen to John Jonathan Franks before we go. Let's listen to him say some things at us for 48 seconds. Have you ever walked out of a mall into a huge parking area and realized you'd forgotten where you parked your car? You ever gone mountain biking? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? Have you called a plumber to your home lately? How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? Would you display this as a trophy? Do you have a pet? 
Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing tested lately? Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Do you love to go a-wandering beneath the clear blue sky? We're going to have Jonathan... Here you go, We'll have Jonathan Franks behind us right now as we sign off on this one. For Michael and for Jason, I am your host, Jonathan Franks. And I am your host, Tim Petrop. Sign up for Patreon. Have you ever had Later. Later.